So the sending of the messenger, the sending of the scripture was a huge favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon who? Upon all of mankind. And those people who don't take advantage of this favor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلُوا التَّوْرَاتَ The example of those people who were made to carry the Torah. Who are they? The Yahuds. They were also given a scripture. What did they do? They didn't actually carry it. They didn't give it its haq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives her example as that of a donkey carrying books. A donkey who does not have any idea as to what it's carrying. What he has on his back. Because we have been given this Qur'an as well. And it's not that we should just be proud about being Muslim, proud about being Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ, proud about having this Qur'an. No. It's about accepting it and it's about living by it. Because the example of those people who were made to carry the Torah and being made to carry the Torah, what does it mean? That they were charged with implementing it. Hummilu meaning they were given the responsibility to implement it. They were given the knowledge of the Torah and they were expected to live by it. But what did they do? ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا But then they did not carry it. Meaning they did not carry it as they should have carried it. They did not live by it. They did not abide by it. They failed to act in accordance with it. Generally, and also in what pertains to the description of the Prophet ﷺ. That they were given all that knowledge, but yet they did not act upon it. They were given the news of the coming of the Prophet ﷺ. Yet when he came, they did not confirm him. So they were made to carry the Torah, but they did not benefit from carrying it. They did not give it its haq. كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ Their example is like that of a donkey. And a donkey who is يَحْمِلُ asfara, Who is carrying books. Asfar is a plural of sifr. And sifr is used for a book, a scripture. And safara means to brighten something. وُجُوهُ يَوْمَئِذٍ مُسْفِرَةٌ مُسْفِرَةٌ meaning radiant. So safara is to make something bright. So sifr, asfar are used for major books. Books that have detail in them, that have explanation in them, that shed light on important things, that clarify things. Like for example, a tafsir book. What is it? It's an explanation of the Qur'an. You have the text of the Qur'an and then you have its explanation. Similarly, any sharh. Any explanation, or for example a hadith book. You have the text and then you also have the explanation. So asfar are what? Big books. Books that have explanation in them. Great ilmi books with a lot of knowledge in them. So imagine a donkey that is carrying books. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the example of those people who were given the Torah but they didn't actually carry it. Their example is like that of a donkey who is carrying books. Does a donkey have any idea about what he's carrying? Does he? No. It doesn't make a difference whether he is carrying gold, or he is carrying coal, or he is carrying salt, or he is carrying a person, or he is carrying wood, or books. It doesn't make a difference to the donkey. It's all the same. 
What is his share at the end? What he's carrying, what does he get out of it? What does he get out of it? Only fatigue. Only exhaustion. Isn't it so? It doesn't benefit him in any way. If he's carrying gold, he doesn't become richer. If he's carrying silver, he doesn't become honorable. Isn't it so? If he's carrying mud, he doesn't become any lesser. No. It doesn't honor him, doesn't lower him, because he does not benefit from what is on his back. So this is the example of those people who are carrying the book of Allah, but they don't give the haq of the book of Allah. That at the end of it, their share is only a big burden. Their share is only tiredness, exhaustion, fatigue. And over here we should also reflect on ourselves. That the books that we have, the notes that we have, the details that we have, what do they mean to us? Is it just volumes and volumes? A set of 30 books, which we are just proud of carrying, that's it? Because if it has not translated into our actions, if it has not affected our lives, if it hasn't changed our actions, then it's like a donkey who is carrying books. So a donkey is carrying books for several months, gets tired several days, gets tired, eventually gets rid of that load, and that's it, moves on to something else. كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارًا Allah says, بِئْسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ What an evil example is of those people who have denied the ayat of Allah. What does the ayat of Allah refer to over here? The scripture that He revealed. The Qur'an that He has revealed. Especially those ayat that confirm the truthfulness of the Messenger ﷺ. So the Jews, they were told about the coming of the Prophet. But when he came, they did not believe in him. When they did not believe in him, in fact, what did they do? They denied the ayat of Allah that were revealed to them. Wallahu la yahdi al And Allah does not guide the wrongdoing people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us an example. Teaching us a very important lesson from the people of the past. That now you have been given the scripture, but look at the people of the past. They were also given a scripture. They read its words. They knew its letters. And it wasn't just that they knew its words and letters. They also knew its explanation. Asfar. Asfar. A whole lot of knowledge. A whole lot of detail. But despite all that detail, they did not understand a thing. Just like a donkey does not understand a thing. He doesn't understand a word. Instead of Applying it in their daily lives, what did they do to the book? They corrupted it. They changed it to suit their own desires. This is why Allah resembles them to a donkey. كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارًا Because a donkey when it's carrying books, what is it using? Just its strength. He doesn't benefit from those books. Similarly, a person may be carrying a lot of knowledge with his eloquence, with his memory with his writing, in his books, in his library. But if it does not benefit him, if it doesn't change him, if it does not affect him, then he's just like a donkey. So what do we see here? There are some people who benefit from the book of Allah. And there are other people who do not benefit from the book of Allah. Those who benefit from the book of Allah, Allah exalts them, raises them, in their darajat, in dunya and akhirah, grants them success. 
and those who do not benefit from that book that Allah has revealed, then they are like a donkey. Just imagine if somebody calls you a donkey, how would you feel? Isn't it an insult? It's a huge insult. It's a huge insult. Because a donkey symbolizes what? What does a donkey symbolize? Foolishness. Stupidity. That how foolish could a person be? Similarly, this is foolishness. That a person is carrying the book of Allah, he has a huge load of it upon him, but he doesn't benefit from it. You know this ayah, it scares me so much. Sometimes when I look at all the books and all of the notes, I wonder, is it just asfar that we are carrying? Or does it have an effect on our lives? Because if it hasn't had an effect on our lives, then we're no different than a donkey. And if it has an effect on our lives, if we have changed in any way, then we have truly benefited from the Qur'an. There's a book by Ustaz Khurram Murad, Way to the Qur'an. In that he mentions... That the Qur'an opens its doors only to those who knock with a depth of yearning. Those who want to gain guidance from the Qur'an, they're the ones who benefit. Who knock with a depth of yearning, sincerity of purpose and exclusiveness of attention. Sincerity of purpose, exclusiveness of attention. They're the ones who will benefit from the Qur'an. That befit its importance and majesty. And only those are allowed to gather its treasures while they walk through it who are prepared to abandon themselves completely to its guidance and do their utmost to absorb it. They are the ones who will benefit. It may therefore quite possibly happen that you read the Qur'an endlessly, turn its pages laboriously, recite its words beautifully, study it most scholarly, and still fail to make an encounter with it that enriches and transforms your whole person. For all those who read the Qur'an do not profit from it as they should. Some remain unblessed, some are even cursed. Some are even cursed. When can a person benefit from the Qur'an? When he is sincere when he wants guidance when he wants to benefit when he reads the Quran with this yearning he will find something from the Quran and when he does not approach the Quran with this desire then no matter how much time he spends no matter how much effort he puts in it will not benefit him whatsoever it will not have any impact on him you know like the munafiqeen about them it has been said that they went out as they came in they came in with kufr, they left with kufr. They did not benefit at all. This should not be the way of a believer that he learns the Qur'an and he leaves exactly how he was before. No, there should be a change. A change in the heart. A change in purpose. A change in feeling. A change in thinking. A change in mentality. A change in action. And if that change has not come, if the transformation has not come, then a person has not benefited. And this is extremely worrisome. Extremely worrisome. If you think about it, hidayah, what does that mean? Transformation, going from one point to the other. It means that a person has changed. He's not the same. So after studying the Qur'an, if the thinking has not changed, if the way of performing salah has not changed, if the way of dealing with people has not changed, the way of thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not changed, if the purpose in life has not become better, then a person has not benefited. Then what's the difference between a person 
and a donkey who is carrying that book. There is no difference. What an evil example this is. Allah says, بِئْسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah does not guide the zalimeen people. What does it show? If a person does not benefit from the Qur'an, whose fault is it? It's his own fault. Whose injustice is it? It's his own injustice. He has done zulm to himself. Allah did not do zulm on him. Allah gave him the Qur'an. He did not benefit. He did not change. Recitation. Yes, very true. That sometimes a person keeps delaying change. That I will do this later. I will improve my salah later. I will learn this later. I will spend more time reading the Qur'an later. But the thing is, the time to change is now. The time to improve is now. If the improvement has not come while the Qur'an is being recited every day, then when will it come? When a person is far from the Qur'an? No. The change must come now. When when the book has been given that the change must come if it doesn't come then a person is very very unfortunate gaining knowledge of the deen is not about getting a big title that a person learns so that he can become famous person learns so that he can have a title with his name before his name no that should not be the focus that should not be the goal the goal the reason of learning the Quran learning the deen is that a person brings about a change in himself. He improves himself. And if he doesn't improve himself, then carrying a huge title even does not make him any different than a donkey. Because this is the example that Allah gives of a person who does not benefit from the knowledge that he has. If you think about it, the word that has been used over here, asfar. Asfar is what? Such books with a lot of detail, a lot of knowledge. So they know a lot But yet they don't benefit from it Not even a little bit Recitation مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلُوا التَّوْرَاتَ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارًا بِئْسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah says, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ هَادُوا Say, O oh, you people who became Yahud, إِنْ زَعَمْتُمْ If you claim, أَنَّكُمْ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ That you are awliya for Allah. مِنْ دُونِ النَّاسِ Besides people, then what should you do? فَتَمَنَّوُ الْمَوْتِ Then you should wish for death. In kuntum sadiqeen, if you should be truthful. If you think that you are the awliya, lillahi for Allah, meaning exclusively, that you are the only awliya of Allah, min dun nas to the exclusion of all other people, then why are you here? Fatamanna wal maut, then wish for death. In kuntum sadiqeen, if you're truthful in your claim. Because the Yahud were very proud of being who? Ahlul kitab. They were very proud of being the children of the prophets. 
We learn in Surah Al-Ma'idah ayah 16 وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ وَالنَّصَارَ نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَأَحِبَّاؤُهُ So we are the children of Allah. We are the beloved ones of Allah. And they used to boast about being the children of Israel, meaning Ya'qub a.s. who was the son of Khalilullah, who was the son of Ibrahim a.s. So they were very, very proud of their lineage. Very proud of that. And so many prophets had come from amongst them. Isn't it so? So because of that also, they were very proud. That prophethood has been with us. And because of that, many, many favors were bestowed on the Bani Israel. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them from Fir'aun. That the sea was parted. Special favors were bestowed on them. So if you think that you are the only awliya for Allah, min dun and nas, then wish for death. Why are you living in this dunya? In kuntum sadiqeen. This is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 94 as well. That قُلْ إِنْ كَانَتْ لَكُمُ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَالِصَةً مِنْ دُونِ النَّاسِ فَتَمَنَّوُ الْمَوْتِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ And if you think about it amongst Muslims even, this is the only thing that is left, that we're just proud of being Muslim. Isn't it? We don't know what the Qur'an says. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Even if we do, we don't bother to do it. But we're just proud of the fact that we are Muslim. We're just proud of the fact that we are right. So Allah says, if you're so proud about it, then pray for death. So that you should get to your Jannah. But Allah says, وَلَا يَتَمَنَّوْنَهُ أَبَدًا They will never wish for it. Why? بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ Because of what their hands have put forth. Because of the actions that they have done. They know very well about the wrong things that they have done. This is why they will never pray for death. They're afraid of death. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِالظَّالِمِينَ And Allah is knowing of the wrongdoers. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 96, we learn, وَلَتَجِدَنَّهُمْ أَحْرَصَ النَّاسِ عَلَى حَيَاتٍ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا يَوَدُّ أَحَدُهُمْ لَوْ يُعَمَّرُ أَلْفَسَنَةٍ And you will surely find them the most greedy of people for life, even more than those who associate others with Allah. Even more greedy for life than mushrikeen who don't believe in the akhirah. They want to live more. One of them wishes that he could be granted life of a thousand years. He doesn't want to die. Why don't they want to die? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in this ayah? What's the reason? Because of the sins that they have committed. So it shows that they were guilty. They knew the wrong that they were doing. And when a person knows about the wrong that he's doing, he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to face its consequences. What's the solution to that? Tawbah. Repentance. But when a person is lost in this dunya, he doesn't even do tawbah then. He's afraid of death. He doesn't prepare for death. But at the same time, he keeps telling himself, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Allah will forgive me. He will place me in Jannah because I belong to this ummah. The Prophet will do shafa'ah. Now, what are those crimes that the Yahud committed? بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ What is it that they did? Which is why they're afraid of death. What are the different crimes that they committed? Killing so many prophets of Allah. Disobeying the prophets of Allah. Disbelieving in Muhammad wasallam, Altering their books even. Then saying inappropriate things as well. In Surah Ali Imran, Ayah 181-182 we learn, لَقَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَقِيرٌ وَنَحْنُ أَغْنِيَاءٌ They say about Allah that Allah is faqir, and they say about themselves we are very rich. Allah says, سَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَالُوا وَقَتْلَهُمُ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ بِغَيْرِ حَقِّ وَنَقُولُ ذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْحَرِيقِ ذَلِكَ بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ 
In Surah Al-Mumtahina Ayah 13 we learn Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu La tatawallaw qawman ghadiballahu alayhim Don't befriend the people who Allah is upset with Why was Allah upset with them? Why are they maghdub? Because of the many wrong things they did So on one hand They were very proud about being People of the book But on the other hand What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? قَدْ يَئِسُوا مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ They have despaired of the hereafter And at the same time they're also very greedy for life And in this is a huge lesson for us What's that lesson? That we should not just be proud about being People of the Qur'an But we should actually do something That we see this behavior very common amongst Muslims even in fact That whenever death is spoken of People become extremely worried They say don't talk about this stuff Don't scare us Well you say you're going to go to Jannah Why are you afraid? Why are you so depressing? But we see that the Sahaba عنه, Did they have fear of death? No Remember that Sahabi who was having dates He had dates in his hand He threw them and he ran to the battlefield They weren't frightened of death They weren't afraid of death Why? Because when a person knows that he's doing his best When a person is striving his best When a person acts on what Allah wants him to do Then it gives him confidence It gives him hope And what is it that makes a person fearful? What is it that makes him a coward? Guilt Guilt makes you a coward Allah says قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفِرُّونَ مِنْهُ Say indeed the death from which you flee فَإِنَّهُ مُلَاقِيكُمْ Indeed it will meet you This death that you're trying to escape تَفِرُّونَ تَفِرُّونَ from فَرَارَ فَرَارَ What does it mean? To run away from something dangerous and harmful In order to protect oneself So this death that you are running away from You're not preparing for it You don't want to face it. You don't want to think about it. No matter how much you try to avoid it, can you avoid it? No. فَإِنَّهُ مُلَاقِيكُمْ It is going to meet you eventually. ثُمَّ تُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ Then you will be returned to the nor of the unseen and the witness. You will be returned to the one who knows everything, the hidden and the apparent. He knows the secrets and also what you let out. He knows everything. فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Then He will inform you of what you used to do. What does this show to us? That death is something that a person cannot escape. And the solution is not avoiding it. The solution is preparing for it. The solution is preparing for it. The solution is that a person does something. We learn in Surah Qaf, Ayah 19, وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ It will come with certainty. It will definitely come. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 34, we learn, وَلِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ السَّاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ So yes, the people of the book are being addressed, but the message is general. There is a lesson for everyone in this. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, he said that profusely mention the destroyer of pleasures. And what is that? Death. Because when a person remembers death, then he becomes careful. He becomes careful about what he says, about what he does. A man, he said that while a fisherman was fishing, he threw his net in the sea. A fisherman was fishing and he threw his net in the sea and it came back with a human skull. He looked at it and he started crying. And he said, if you were honorable, your honor did not delay your death. 
If you were wealthy, your wealth did not delay your death. If you were poor, your poverty did not delay your death. If you were generous, your generosity did not delay your death. If you were strong, your strength did not delay your death. If you were a scholar, your knowledge did not delay your death. And he kept repeating these words and he kept crying. Because no matter who a person is, eventually he will meet death. This is why a person must prepare for it all the time. And the way to prepare for it is how? Through the guidance that Allah has sent, which is a huge favor of Allah. Recitation. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ هَادُوا إِن زَعَمْتُمْ أَنَّكُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ لِلَّهِ مِنْ دُونِ النَّاسِ فَتَمَنَّوْا الْمَوْتَ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ وَلَا يَتَمَنَّوْنَهُ ഫൈനബിക്കും ൂനിയോ കൂ കൂ കൂ